0: A little horny. Wait, why are you telling me this? Do you want me to suck your dick? I'll do it. I'll do it. Anything for my best bro. Mm. Ah! Oh shit! Oh shit! No. God, I wish I had that. Announcement: I am currently seeking a new all-time best friend who will do anything for their best bro, and that's me. It's kitten. Now Kitten, what a stupid fucking name. And it is. But it's also awesome because I stole it from a web series I love called If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device. And that is a series based on the Warhammer 40,000 universe. And it's made by this awesome gentleman of a Swede called Alphabusa. Now that is the short explanation of why I'm named Kitten, but the long one, we're diving into the lore. Lore time! The Warhammer 40,000 universe is what we call a grim dark setting, and it's called that because everything is bad. There's only war, and it feels like your sock is lit off in your shoe. In the far future, when the Imperium of Mankind has spread to every corner of the galaxy, it is the 41st millennium, and mankind is besieged on every front by aliens, mutants, heretics, murderous robots, and demons. And the thing with 40k is that every race, every warrior, every weapon and every war machine is stupidly overpowered. So if you put any of them into real life they would just clean house. Now the main military force of uh, the imperium of man is the astra militarum or imperial guard. These are the rank and file soldiers which are comparable to our modern military. But these gentlemen have uh, las guns which are laser rifles, which cannot jam, and every shot can take your goddamn arm off. And in the setting this is the weakest weapon you can have, and that's why the people in the Phantom call it the flashlight. Next up on the power scale we find the Sisters of Battle, the Adepta Sororitas. These crazy awesome power armored clad bitches is the faith militant of the imperial church that worshiped the god emperor of mankind. And they worship him and they serve him by cleansing the unholy at the end of Promethean flamethrowers and bolt guns which fire self propelled explosive ammunition that will turn your body into red mist. Fun fact about the sisters, one of their main tanks is a pipe organ missile launcher so that they can cleanse the unholy while listening to banging tunes. Now towering over the sisters we find the Emperor's own space marines which are Two and a half meter tall demigods that have been crafted by the emperor himself. And these men have been genetically engineered to be fucking badasses. They are immune to poisons, disease, they can shrug off damage that will kill a normal man, superhuman speed, intellect and strength, with war gear to match their superhuman ways. Now these gentlemen can live for incredibly long times and the oldest fighting battle brother is over 1500 years old. Even older than him we find entombed in the living sarcophagus of a dreadnought battlewalker is Bjorn the Fell-Handed who is over 10,000 years old. Now you do not want to mess with these guys, they will fuck you up! Unless of course you are the next faction in line, which is the Adeptus Custodes, the Emperor's own companions. Fun fact, these warriors are the favorite faction of Henry Cavill, Nerd Jesus himself. They are the Emperor's 10,000. His personal guard and his companions. They are of a godlike intellect, speed, strength and endurance. Each one is handcrafted by the emperor. From from before birth to be the strongest warriors of the imperium. Each one an army unto themselves. They don't need to eat, they don't need to sleep. They can stand guard for a century. Silently unmovable watching. And still react to danger within a nanosecond. They don't take orders from nobody but the Emperor. And the strongest among them. Their Captain General. Which in the text-to-speech series uh, is known as the Captain General. And by his battle brothers as Little Kitten. Which I find adorably, hilariously ironic. And that is the long answer of why I have chosen Kitten as my nickname. And I've been forced on basically every platform to call myself kitten Bro. Cause kitten is always fucking taken. But you know, it's minus four degrees Celsius. It is blowing. It is snowing. It is fucking Friday. And I've just gotten my car back from the mechanics. And these gentlemen have been so kind and gracious as to change the blinker fluid on my car for a hundred dollars. Which is nice. I should ask them to put in premium air in my tire next time. But um, the insurance company, they covered everything, so I'm just paying my deductible of $600. Now, I'm also a fucking dumbass because uh, I barely read my insurance papers when I signed the policy. And apparently, um, it covers a rental car for up to a maximum of uh, 30 days when the car is in the shop. And if I don't use the rental car, they will compensate me $30 for every day of those thirty days, so I'm um, in Ayaba, I'm being paid nine hundred dollars for having my car in a shop, which means I have earned three hundred dollars by having my car break down and I borrowed my granddad's car so i I'm kind of uh, very privileged to have a family member to that have a disposable vehicle and to be able to pay that kind of uh, insurance policy, which I realize no not everyone has so yay, gratitude. Call me Riley Escobar. Call me HR Paperstacks. You know what I'm saying? I got to have my paper. You know, like Riley fucking Freeman. You know, The Boondocks is a great show. And I highly recommend it to everyone. Because uh, that was uh, a series made by uh, Aaron McGruder. And it's stylized in after Japanese manga. But it's about black people and black stereotypes. And parodies of real events and real people. So it's kind of a more sophisticated and better written South Park. It had immensely talented uh, voice actors like Regina King, Gary Anthony Williams, John Witherspoon and Charlie Murphy. And in the pilot episode we meet Huey Freeman and Riley Freeman who is played by Regina King. And Huey has this prophetic dream where he goes to this posh garden party with only white people. He takes the microphone and says... Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government is lying about nine eleven. And all the rich white people—they go crazy, they riot, they start like beating each other, like burning everything to the ground. And then he wakes up, where we see Robert Freeman, the grandfather of Huey and Riley, played by John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. You were having that dream again, where you make the white people riot, weren't you, boy? How many times have I told you, you better not dream of telling white people the truth. You better learn to lie to them like me. chew, I'm gonna find me a white man and lie to him right now. And later in that same episode you meet Ed Wansler III, who had just come back from the Iraq war and is played by Charlie Murphy. Where Riley asks him, what was war like? What was war like? Am I supposed to say that? That he was cool? That he was bitches? Okay, there was bitches, but a lot of them were covered up in them curtains and stuff, so I couldn't see what they looked like. But I digress. It was war. It was war, basically. Motherfuckers be shooting, bombs blowing up everywhere. Shit scared me. Matter of fact, I shot myself ten times, and I ran out of the toilet paper the second time. And you know what that means, right? I had to use the thumb. Shit was nasty. <laughs> And while I'm not a talented voice actor, as you can tell, these are just one of the few favorite quotes from that first episode. And I can't recommend the show enough. Go watch it. I don't know who's running it now, right now. It came out on Adult Swim. But you know, if you're like me, there's only one thing to say. Yar har fiddle being a pirate is alright to be. Yar har fiddly dee, you are a pirate. Yeah, and it's Friday. Or rather, no, it's going to be Saturday when this comes out. So I hope you guys had a good one. I'm going to drink some beer. Might try to find myself a lady that I can disappoint. If you know what I mean. So yeah, stay safe, have fun. It's your boy, Kitten.